We're now thrilled to bring on a good friend to Smitty's and a good friend of ours here on the show, Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers, joining us as he does so often throughout the Auburn sports season. Jason, how are you today, man? Good. I'm, I'm glad to be joining on a big Monday with Smitty in the house. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm the one that's – I feel like I'm big time now. Yeah, no, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> how was your Easter weekend, Jason? It was good. Uh, you know, other than the, the rain, uh, you know, it was a little soggy, a little damp for uh, some Easter egg hunting. But other than that, it was good and uh, enjoyed, uh, you know, having a Sunday to, to – to have a little time so it was it was good no kidding well look we've got a lot of comments here today already about uh, some of these uh comments from head coach nick saban uh, Dabo sweeney has spoke out recently just about the state of college football uh these nil deals that are taking off and, and the transfer portal smitty you've kind of been assessing what's going on through your head right now if you kind of want to share your thoughts with jason and then we'll get jason to comment back i, I think jason and i've talked about this before we feel the same way it just needs some kind of regulation it's kind of just the wild, wild west right now. And it's, uh, I think Coach Saban, he issued a warning, you know, a couple years ago when they started with the transfer portal and the, talking about all this, that it was, it was going to be hard, tough, and not necessarily good for college football. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's quite different when you look at it and, and you look at what's going on. And, um, you know, obviously Texas A&M, um, with everything that happened last year, Tennessee now with, with quarterback and, you know, it's completely different. You're right. And and I don't know. Um, it's one of those things, can you put the genie back in the bottle? I don't know how they're going to do it uh, other than to go, hey, all right, here you go. Everybody's going to get such and such amount of money, and, and that's it. But, you know, this with the NIL, the way it's doing now, I don't know that you're going to stop that, um, you know, with the way it's been regulated. So it's a, it's a very difficult time. Um, but it's also a very interesting time when you look at it. Um, you know, you've had people that that assume that just because the transfer portal's out there and NIL's out there, that all of a sudden you're going to be able to get guys. Well, no, it's just much like, and I say this, I've said this a couple of times, it's much like facilities, it's much like everything else. All that might do is get you back in the picture again. You, st- you know, with everything being equal, you still got to go win. You still got to win the recruiting battle, and unless you're, you know, you're not, you're already, you're not going to compete with Texas A&M with money. Nobody is really. Uh, Texas can compete with them, maybe a few other schools, but um, so it comes down to to winning recruiting battles, evaluation, all the things that that it's always come down to. But you got to have those opportunities to kind of get yourself in the hunt at the moment uh, until something changes. That's the way. That's the way college football, college basketball, and to a lesser degree, you know, the partial scholarship sports are going to be. Where is Auburn football recruiting-wise here going into year two for Brian Harson compared to where they were a year ago? Yeah, I think still trying to, to get their footing a little bit. When when you talk about, you know, the – you know, people think about – but they don't really think about the impact that COVID had even last year um, on a new football staff coming in. Those guys, they couldn't have anybody on campus. They couldn't go visit anybody until June. Um, that's a huge – that's a huge – setback when you're talking about a new staff trying to get used to people and so um they still had covid restrictions i mean we didn't talk to him as you guys know we didn't talk to brian harson in person until the bowl game in december so we didn't have an in-person interview that means that, you know they had very little in-person contact with about anybody they're trying to make up for that now um jason are they are they on the road this year did they let them go out they're on yep today was the first day Auburn coaches have been on the road in two years so since 2019, so it's actually the third year. So you're two full years off 
the road for Auburn football coaches, for college football coaches in general. And the Auburn coaches right now have have, have set out on a plan to visit every Alabama high school in this six-week period. They're going to try to hit every high school in the state of Alabama, every high school in the state of Georgia. I think it's a great idea. Um, you can you know, I, I think that's something they need to, to look at. The You know, when Coach Tuberville came in here, he really – they really went after the high school coaches in Alabama, and uh, and were very open to them, and, and it helped tremendously with recruiting. And that, I think that's somewhere Auburn can can really improve as with their relationships with the high school coaches. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's the starting point. It is you got you know you got to get kids on campus, and they've done a better job of that in the spring. But you you got to get into the high schools. Those those guys have to know each other. We've talked about it forever. Auburn's a relationship place. Uh, it's different than a lot of other places, and you got to build those relationships. And I think for this staff, that's that's what the goal is this spring to build those relationships to get to know those guys. And the city, we saw it firsthand from a recruiting standpoint, from a football standpoint. It's amazing how many times you learn about a kid who's a who's a tenth grader that maybe people don't know about, and you go, you know, high school coach says, "Hey, this kid's really good. You might want to pay attention to him." Two years later, you look up and the kid's signing with the SEC school. Those are the things that Alabama and Georgia, those coach staff that have been ingrained in, in areas, that's what they're learning. They offer those kids earlier. They get in on them earlier. They get them to visit earlier. That's the, that's the, the goal right now for this Auburn staff is to try to get those relationships built. First time in two or three years that uh, Auburn coaches, college football coaches, are out and about recruiting in the world. How does this benefit the high schools? What What is the benefit now that this is sort of returning back together from the high school football perspective? Yeah, Smitty can answer better than anybody. I, I the, the the problem that that you've run into, and, and it's still an issue, is because of those COVID years. It's been you, you probably had. I would guess in the state of Alabama, 50 less kids sign Division One than you normally would have because schools are signing less players every year because these kids have gotten these extra years back, so there's less room on rosters. Have they increased the the limit at all, Jason? I, I'm behind on a lot of it now, but uh, you know, would all those kids getting extra years have have they has the NCAA allowed them to increase the scholarship limit? The only only time you could do it was was if a kid came back for his extra year, you know that first year. Then you could get the you could get above eighty five, but only to that number that that returned. And so now it's eighty five, so it's back to eighty five again. And you but you so, still have kids that are benefiting from that additional year. Correct, you do. I mean, you look you look at at you know the Auburn's offensive line guys coming back this year. Brandon Council, Austin Troxel, Nick Brahms, all those guys are are still benefiting from another COVID year. So you got. A couple of six-year guys, one seven-year guy, and so those are guys that would have have their eligibility would have been done uh, in the past, and they're still there. And there's guys like that all over the country, and so um, because of that, it's less kids that have been able to sign. What this does for the high school kids, though, is when you, when you're able, you know, the coaches now can can talk about kids, they can show these kids. So it it may not benefit as much 2023, but as this group filters out a little bit, it's really going to benefit 24s and 25s. Because yeah. now they can start to get on that radar a little bit. You think, you think not being able to be on the road and, and that all that has, has added to the problem of not signing high school kids and being more apt to take kids out of the portal? Uh, I, I did. Yeah. I, I think I think, I think it's, it's twofold. I think you, you they've been able to, to see less of those kids, but, but probably the biggest deal is when you're not able to go and talk to high school coaches, the janitor, the lunchroom lady, 
boy, it makes it tougher to go sign maybe a borderline high school kid when you say, you know what, I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna go sign a kid that's that's been playing for two years somewhere, got a little experience. Is less of a risk factor involved, I think, in some in some cases sometimes. So I think it's probably it's probably hurt it hurt in that area as well. Jason Caldwell here with us on the show at ITAT Jason on Twitter. Smitty Grider in the studio hanging out with us too. All right, Auburn baseball. They get one out of three in Starkville. Uh, boy, game three ended with some some drama uh, with Bryson Ware throwing out the runner at the plate. Where, where is Auburn baseball at as they start this next week? Yeah, I think you look up and, and you go, um, it's about what I expected. I expected you know, Tennessee and Arkansas, I expect to be Tennessee to be this good, but I knew they were going to be the class of the East probably in Arkansas there. And then a feeding frenzy in the middle. It almost reminds me a lot of, of what we saw in SEC in, in football last year, where you had a ton of teams that were all about the same, you know, a bounce of the ball here, there, difference in, in you know, being third and, and eighth. And that's the way it is right now in baseball. You look at, at Auburn and, um, in the West, I mean, there's three games separating two through seven on that side and then you look at the east and it's about the same way um from about three to six so um it's you're eight and seven right now you put yourself in a really good position you got to take advantage of home now you got three home series two away you've already been on the road three times and and to come out of three road series out of your first five above 500 that's pretty good if you're Auburn uh, when you start looking at the things and so now you know what you got to do you got South Carolina at home got Arkansas at home in a couple of weeks got Alabama at home you win those three series, that's six wins. That's 14 SEC wins. That's, that's an NCAA tournament burst right there. So if you take care of business at home right now, then, then if you're Auburn, that's the number one goal. You do those things and you put yourself in a position to get the NCAA tournament. Then what you've also done is put yourself in a position with a couple more wins to potentially be a host seed. And so that's the goal now for Auburn. Just take care of business at home. You do those things, try to steal a couple on the road and see what happens. Uh, Jason, when you're looking at these series, uh, the the middle game has kind of been the thorn in their side. Uh, they've been outscored 42 to 15. Uh, they've lost four consecutive, outscored 42 to 15 in those middle uh, series games. Typically, the Saturday sounds like Auburn's making some adjustments there, um, uh, putting Gonzalez on the mound. How, how big of a move do you think that could be to Auburn to try to maybe start getting some of these wins in those middle games? Yeah, I think I think what it does is. You know, if Joseph keeps pitching the way he's pitching, what it does is it sets up your pitching much better. Um, because you look at, at the the front and back games, you need a little bit more behind Hayden Bullins and behind Trace Bright. So that would give you Carson Skipper, Blake Burkhalter, setting up for those first and third games. And in that second game, if Joseph Gonzalez keeps what he's doing, you need less of the bullpen. And so it actually sets up much better. You guys have to go out and execute. You have to do those things. But... You couldn't really make the move last week going from a Friday, Saturday, Sunday to a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It would have meant moving up Joseph Gonzalez two days, and uh, they, did, they weren't going to do that. So now you look at it, Joseph Gonzalez is set up to go Saturday to Saturday and, and should fit in good in that, in that week two start, or game two start this week. What kind of impact could there be that there's two midweek games this week, Jason? <laughs> really difficult. <laughs> when you, when you start this time of year, just from a pitching standpoint, it, it's hard – you're, what you'll probably see from Auburn either Tuesday night or Wednesday night will be instead of bullpens, you'll see guys pitch in a game. You know, so a Blake Burkhalt or a Carson Skipper, those guys, they'll probably actually pitch in a game this week. They don't norm, wouldn't normally do that for a midweek, but they'll probably do that in a game to throw, you know, 30 pitches or so 
actually as a bullpen instead of getting out there. So if you're Auburn, what you need is a quality start from a guy like Mason Barnett in a midweek who's done that before. You know, Connor Copeland. And this is going to be a time for a couple of these young guys we've seen. We've seen Chase Austin a little bit, but a Parker Carlson, Ben Bossy, two true freshmen. Got a lot of potential, a lot of upside. They haven't been able to pitch a whole lot. Um, this will be a, maybe a, a couple of games where you might be able to see those guys get extended a little bit. Uh, Jason, switching sides uh, just real quick on the basketball side of things. Obviously, a lot of kind of news and floating around out there about the transfer portal. Uh, what are you hearing on some of these guys that, that Auburn is targeting and uh, the chances that you might see something coming up here pretty soon with some of those? Yeah, obviously you look at, at you know one of the, the top names is a guy like Jani Broom who visited over the weekend from Moorhead State. Um, yeah, I think Auburn, you still got to feel you know, pretty good about him. I think it's Auburn, Florida. He's going to visit Florida as well. So, um, student against teacher there and Bruce Pearl against Todd Golden. Um, you know, you look at, at Brandon Huntley Hatfield is a former five-star that was at Tennessee, played some, but another 6'10 kid, another long, um, different type of player. He's probably more of a 6'10 wing, a la kind of Jabari Smith kind of guy, whereas Denai Broom is probably more of a, a, a true five and an interior guy. So, they're in on a couple of those guys. Still looking at probably adding a true wing as well. So I think you look at them a couple of a couple of transfer additions for them, and I think they'd feel pretty good about this roster. But they're in on a ton of 23s and 24 players too. The recruiting going really well for Bruce Pearl and, and his staff. Give us what you thought about our, our our great sports movie bracket that we put out there on on Twitter, Jason, with some of the uh, listeners' input. Yeah, I just had a glance, and my only glance was is that uh. Hoosiers as an eight seed is is woefully underrated. I mean, if you not even sports movies, just movies in general. And so that was my thought. Glory Road, I like Glory Road, but there's no way that uh, Glory Road is a higher seed than Hoosiers in a sports movie bracket. Do you have a favorite sports movie? Uh, Hoosiers would be up there. Obviously, um, would be it'd be really high on the list. One that wasn't included in there's Eight Man Out about the, the Black Sox scandal. I, that's a great movie with. Uh, a bunch of really good actors in yeah. a Charlie Sheen and a couple of those guys in there. Um, so people that haven't maybe seen Eight Man Out, go watch that one because it's a good history lesson too. I love it. Jason, we certainly do appreciate the time. Glad you got to catch up with Smitty here. I enjoyed kind of listening to that back and forth conversation there. Tell the folks about uh, AUTigers.com and what they can find this week. Yeah, you can check us out at AUTigers.com, AuburnUndercover.com. And like I said, tons of uh, obviously, I've been doing a lot of baseball, but there's always football recruiting, basketball recruiting, uh, football and basketball, softball, uh, a little bit of everything. So check us out there and also follow me on Twitter at ITATJason. We appreciate it. Good talking with you, Jason. Thanks, guys. See you. I'll see you in a minute.